It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's amazing when you analyze your education as a youth. I got a, gr- I got a great one growing up in Missoula, certainly. But I do think that things like riding the bus are as educational as going to school. Some parents don't want to hear that. Some parents probably hear that. They're like, oh, yeah, he's right. But, man, did I learn a lot riding bus 12 up and down Grant Creek Road when I was a kid. But that song will always remind me of riding the bus. A little E6 for you here on this Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start uh, to your week. Business angle coming up. But right now, like we do every Tuesday, we got free Tagliari Deli for you. 25 bucks to tag. They have two locations now. Best way to get your the best sandwiches in the state of Montana, order online. But when you order online, you got to make sure that you go to the right location. If you order from the Wyoming Street one, you got to go to the Sawmill District. If you order from the Higgins one, you got to go right there next to the roundabout, Beckwith and Higgins. Order online. The other sandwiches ready for you. Be sure to check out the awesome Italian goods like the olive oils and pastas that they have there as well. And be sure to tune into Nuanas Now every Tuesday for Tag Tuesday. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number four. We got 25 bucks for you to Tagliari Deli, the best sandwiches in Montana. We're back down on campus, and for the first time in a little while, there's actually students on campus. We're recording this from Studio 49 here at the Gallagher Business Building on the University of Montana campus. Justin Angle. Now, uh, actually back in your professor role. You've been a professor for this whole time, but you took a little while off. You wrote a book, but now you're back in class. How did it feel yesterday? I know. Yesterday, I taught my freshman class, the business safari, and I had 200 uh, excited freshmen. Not all freshmen, but mostly freshmen in the classroom. And I got to tell you, like it felt really good. I was rusty. I had to knock off the dust, and uh, I forgot the sort of energy it yeah, takes right. to, to put into holding a room for for 80 minutes with 200 people in it but it was really engaging and, and kind of fun to be a part of that enterprise again did you get a rush from it i did, I did. It, it, it's fun I, right yeah I people felt, ask me this about my job all the time too do you, you know you ever get tired of you or used to being on the live radio i don't like every time i go live yeah. i'm like well this is the real deal we gotta nail this right now yeah, live without a net <laughs> you know, here we go well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're back in it. Also, congratulations on the book. Thanks for the uh, the nice gift. Uh, I plan on reading it right after. Well, I get, that's good. I, right after <laughs> I get done with this book, I'm currently reading. It is uh, it's really hard to find any part of NBA history that I don't know at least a little bit about. Mm. I found a book where they have. It's called oh, Black Ball, and it's all about the uh, pre ABA NBA merger. The cases of Connie Hawkins who was basically blackballed from the NBA because of a, an alleged gambling ring that he was in in college, but huh. then the subsequent court case that got him reinstated. Th- there's also the, the curious case uh, of a couple different players, including 
Oscar Robinson. I had no idea. Oscar Robinson sued the NBA. He was the head of the player, Players Association, and they sued the NBA to basically create free agency. Wow. And then there's the whole case of, of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and just him being this this pivotal face and perhaps the most famous uh, black athlete in America mm-hmm. at the time when the merger happened and uh, the, all the things that go into that. What a fascinating book. Thanks to Rajim Seabrook for giving it to me. I have learned so much. I mean, I read three quarters of it just on my flight this weekend. Fantastic. So, uh, cer- certainly a, a good one. But Justin Engel's uh, book is finally out, so uh, you can go pick that up. It's available pretty much anywhere, Wherever right? Wherever you buy yeah, books, good. go to Fact and Fiction. That would be the place to do it. Sweet. Well, let's talk first and foremost about some stuff that's, that has been going on around here on campus. What a Sunday evening for the Grizz soccer team. I mean, mm, you yeah. talk about drawing almost 2,000 fans. We were th- we were thinking that might have been the most well-attended soccer game in the history of the state of Montana. Could be. That's pretty Could cool, be. man. That's pretty yeah. cool for them. Although, I got to say, like, I've been to some of the Hellgate soccer games, and they tend to uh, <laughs> for sure. a big crowd For sure, like especially when the state tournament has been in Missoula, too. There's been some good crowds. But, yeah. uh, I mean, 2,000 people on hand to watch the Grizz take on Ohio State. Uh, pretty cool for the program. What do you sort of think of Montana's sort of uh, potential as a mid-major, though? Chris Chitavitsky talked a lot about it on our show, saying, hey, you know, if Gonzaga basketball or Butler basketball can do this, why not Montana soccer? Why can't we be like a mid-major power in the in the Western United States? They're recruiting on a high enough level. I think women's soccer, there's some the certain elements where where you're at, like the city of Missoula, I think that really resonates a lot with the recruits that you can yeah. bring in. I don't think there's that much of a sort of transition. A lot of times when you're bringing football and basketball players from urban areas into Missoula, it's a little bit hard. You can get girls from regional places that can fit into Missoula. I don't know. I just think that their program has upward, uh, limitless upward potential, and I think Sunday was a great example of that. Yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I think there's something there. The, the program can put together a pretty compelling value proposition. This is a great place to come and study. Soccer is is sort of embraced in this town. The high school soccer scene is pretty robust. The Hellgate, as we talked about. And there's a bit of distinctiveness. I mean, the University of Montana sets apart, you know, it continue, continuously or consistently is at the top of the Big Sky Conference. Yes. And so being at the top of the list year in, year out, having those tournament opportunities and, and now being able to tell the story that you can compete with the big time schools. Yep. And, and I don't know where necessarily Ohio State ranks nationally, but it's the sort of school that's in the popular ethos as yeah. a mega sports school. I don't really know where they rank in the in the sort of national landscape either, but to be a sh- to, to be certain, they're Ohio State, so it's absolutely fully funded. Yeah, I mean they're going to have as much resources at their disposal as anybody in the country. Exactly. So from a recruiting standpoint, now you can say we can play with anybody. Yeah. Right. And once you can make that claim, then it's pretty compelling for anybody to come here. They also solved the uh, the piece of. They've sent multiple girls to the professional ranks. Yes, exactly. That's another place where you say, hey, you're going to come in here. You're going to get to live in Missoula, Montana. Big selling point. You're going to get to play in front of, now they can say, thousands of people. Big mm-hmm. selling point. And we can get you where you want to go if you have pro aspirations. Yeah, That's also you, a huge selling you point. You can continue to make it your career. You can play at the highest level. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, the business angle with Justin Angle coming to you uh, from the University of Montana Business School here on campus, Studio 49 to be exact. Appreciate Blackfoot Communications for all of their contributions to us. I know they helped contribute to this studio, and uh, they do a lot for us uh, for a variety of different ways. So uh, visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you. 
uh, and your small business. It was also a big weekend for the volleyball team. They took it on the chin a little bit because they had three NCAA tournament teams in yeah. town. Um, but still, it's it's just it's cool, and I think that this is a great recruiting, or excuse me, a great scheduling strategy for the the Grizz athletic department. How do you get the fifth ranked volleyball team in the country in Pitt to come here? Well, you get them to come here in August. Yeah, and you say, hey, come here. And we'll, we'll hook you up with the local whitewater rafting place, and we'll hook you up with some hikes and say, hey, come out for a week, and you can play in this little tournament. We'll have some other good opponents in there, and uh, you can use our community as team building. I think it's a great way to sort of hook some great teams early on. It's a great sales pitch. I mean, you got to use this place to an advantage. You have a for wonderful sure. advantage in that this is a desirable place to come. And it's more desirable in certain times of the year than others. Right? It's going <laughs> to exactly be right. hard to get a top basketball team to come in here, you know, in the middle of the winter when it when you're just subject to a lot of volatility in the weather. But late August, coming into Missoula, using it as a team building opportunity, it's fantastic. I mean, when I used to row crew at Penn, and this we're taking back into the days here. But we used to, you know, train all through the winter in Philadelphia, and then our first race of the year would be the San Diego Crew Classic. And it was like our spring break. The team kind of really came together during that trip. Yes. And, you know, it's such an important opportunity for the university to be able to showcase itself to these other programs. And then for the students coming to campus, what a great first weekend yes. to be on campus as a freshman or a returning student. You can go out to a wonderful soccer game, watch the Grizz compete at the highest level where he can take in this volleyball tournament. And we haven't even gotten to football yet. Right. And football's coming down the pipe. Grizz open home football season at noon, high noon, Washington Grizzly Stadium against Butler. That was one thing I really wanted to talk to you about from a business perspective. It's sure. a very interesting sliding scale that Montana has going right now, and so does Montana State. It truly doesn't matter who you play if you open up your season at home on Labor Day weekend. You're selling it out. Yeah. You're selling it out. Totally. Period. What's sort of the give and take on the sliding scale for you, though, from both a revenue projection, a revenue generation standpoint, as well as an exposure standpoint? Because you saw you saw Montana go on the road and win in Seattle a couple of years ago. That makes the whole country talk about the Montana Grizzlies. Yeah. The Grizz are almost certainly going to win on Saturday against Butler, and they're probably going to run roughshod over the Bulldogs. It's going to be a seven touchdown advantage, and you know they'll look great, and Butler won't look like anything, and that's just. But everybody will love it. There's there's the paycheck that comes with it. You're about even when it comes to playing Washington and, and selling out a home game. But what do you think of sort of this? Uh, th- there's a variety of different ways to do this. It seems like the Grizz are pretty set on opening up with a winnable game at home to generate revenue and build momentum, as opposed to maybe chasing the glory of, of going and upsetting a big time team on the road. Sure, there's a variety of strategies you can employ to kind of win the weekend. And w- when we say win, we're talking in the business sense here. So going to Seattle, playing UW, you know, that's a high risk strategy. It's not often the Grizz totally. are going to be able to upset a team like the Huskies in Seattle. Um, but going there paid huge dividends, not only in terms of the notoriety um, and the recruiting benefits that that generates, but also we have such a strong alumni base right. in Seattle and Portland yep. and all those areas that would yep. go and pay attention to that game. So getting alums fired up, donors, et cetera, has, pays huge be- uh, dividends to the school. So that should be considered as a sort of revenue stream in this, in this uh, game. If you're short of being able to bring in a national caliber team into your home stadium and generate national television, I mean, bringing in somebody like Butler and a winnable game, like that seems like the best alternative, 
right, to, to like the ESPN game we had six years ago. Yes, it's it's interesting because I do think that sometimes fans, especially really locked in fans, get a little frustrated with non-conference when there isn't like a premier opponent yeah. on there. It, you know, you look at Montana State, they're hosting Utah Tech Saturday night, and then they're hosting Stetson in a couple weeks, but they have South Dakota State in between. Yeah. So the fan base can say, okay, well, we got a tune-up game, and then we got a sort of relief game after we play the national champions, but we play the national champions. I, I do sort of get when Grizz fans get a little frustrated, like, eh, Butler, eh, you know, Ferris State, which, by the way, defending two-time defending Division II national champs, so you can't really totally overlook Ferris State. You don't State. want to lose that one. And then you got, you know, your first ever trip to St. George, Utah in between. I could see some people saying, hey, this non-conference is a little bit frustrating here, but at the end of the day, these non-conference schedules are made, first and foremost, to to balance the budget, right? To to project, to, to generate enough revenue to, to you know, do what you need to do as an athletic department. Absolutely, and we've talked about this in this segment. I mean, the importance of filling that stadium to the University of Montana athletic program is kind of, we have a powerful revenue generator, powerful yeah. profit generator in that stadium. But R- roughly, you're producing about one-fourth of your athletic department budget yeah. off the six home football games that the University of Montana will play this year. It's a significant number. Significant number. It's 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 a sign of the power of that resource, yes. but also the exposure that the athletic department has to that sort of lack of diversity in its revenue streams. Bobby Houck was funny at his press conference. He was asked about the, the record-setting season ticket uh, sales this year yeah. for the Grizz, which is um, certainly a testament to the fan base. I think it's also sure. a testament to the fact that the Cat Grizz game's here. So people know, hey, I'm gonna, yeah, I can buy season tickets for 250 bucks. I can sell my Cat Grizz tickets for 250 bucks. So <laughs> sort of a, a linear connection. But like he said, he said, I really appreciate all the people that, that dove in for season tickets. But also, we sell out that stadium pretty much every time we play in it. <laughs> so it is the expectation at Montana. And, and it's sort of a similar parallel to the NFL. I don't know really how that ever would fail. I mean, the Grizz have had unbelievable success in the past. They've also had sort of up-and-down success the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. It hasn't impacted their attendance whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of similar to what we talk about with the NFL and football in general. You know, how much of... What sort of shocks can a system like this endure? You know, if there's an external shock, like um, a scandal we had years ago, is there um, declining performance? Is there, you know, a, a, you know, s- introduction of some professional sporting franchise in Montana, which I doubt would ever happen. Right. But you know, the question is, like, what can it endure? And it seems to be able to endure an, an awful lot. Um, at the same time, one of the risks that that creates is that you start to depend on filling that stadium and you start to depend on a couple home playoff games and businesses and departments make their budgets around those sorts of things. So even though it is considered like a cash cow in many ways, if you build ancillary systems dependent on the the revenue that that cash cow generates, you're still on the margin subject to disruption if you're not filling it to the brim every time. This is You just perfectly described what is going to be a huge obstacle for Division One athletics in America because the entire institution of... There's 32 Division One sports that are offered. Football, they're doing their own thing now. Mm-hmm. The other 30 depend on men's basketball and the tournament to then host their championships. Yeah. If that ever gets, uh, you know, like you're saying, if, if you're dependent on and then it goes away, it's going to be, uh, 
it's going to be a huge issue for all the rest of the sports. Absolutely. And some sports, you know, have other sources of revenue. Some sports are funded by a ton of alumni donations and that sort of philanthropic support. So there are other ways that you can support an athletic program. But yeah, that kind of exposure to the, you know, if, if you build your whole system around a dependence on the revenue generating sports, then you sort of have to rise and fall with the uh, the ability of those programs to generate revenue. Justin Angle, the business angle, coming to you from Studio 49 here on the University of Montana campus. It's probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, good stuff. I, I love all this uh, on-campus stuff because it is fun. You can feel the energy down here, even just parking and walking through. The, you know, the last couple times I've come here, there's nobody here. Yeah, and now, I, you exactly. know, hey, how you doing? You know, there's a million people around here. It's so, fun to feel it come uh, to life. It, yeah. It's certainly fun to feel it uh, come to life. I, there are a couple things we didn't get to uh, last time. That, just quick hitters for you. Mm-hmm. Usually, July and early August, for us, we talk a ton about the NBA and all the, the movements, free agents yeah. and trades and all that. There was some stuff with you know, James Harden, will he, will he leave, will he stay, whatever. There was some stuff with Damian Lillard, is he going to get traded? But mostly it was as calm of an NBA offseason as ever. We talked about this a lot with Adam Silver and how he's put this high priority on parity in the league, which is the uh, abject opposite of what David Stern wanted in the NBA. Do you feel like that's a reflection of this, the, the fact that there was a calm offseason? Was that a direct reflection of Adam Silver's desire for the NBA? Yeah, I don't quite know. I mean, I don't think we can contribute, we can attribute it to, um, you know, a single season we can draw that, con- sure. uh, that, that conclusion. I mean, we've seen movement of stars in the offseason under Silver's tenure. I just don't think any big stars moved this year, and that could be a, a function of contract structure. That could yeah. be a function of competitive parity in I, the league. I think it is a, a product as well of the Institute of the Supermax where you can sign yeah. with the team that drafted you. A lot of guys did that. Mm-hmm. So that, that that removes a lot of guys that could have been marquee free agents the last year or two. Yeah, they're locked up. They're I don't know if they're necessarily content in sure. where they're at, but they're they're committed to staying there. And so, you know, that forms a type of stability, which I think is ultimately, you know, whether or not it's an, it's an outcome of Silver's agenda, I, I think it's probably a good thing for the league to have stars stay put longer. You know, because then you, we've talked about Kevin Durant before. Like, who, wh- what is Kevin Durant's fan base? Right. You know, he, he definitely has fans, but they're fans of Kevin Durant. They're not fans of the teams for which he has played. Right. And that's kind of an interesting, and you could maybe even chalk LeBron up in that category. Totally. Because he's played for a number of teams now and moved around. And so are there LeBron fans or are there you know, Laker fans or Cavalier fans or Heat fans. Like in the day of Jordan, there were Jordan fans, but there were, those people were also Bulls fans. That's right. right? That's right. Like those, that, those Venn diagrams overlapped almost entirely. <laughs> totally. It is a, such an interesting deal. Uh, a couple others. We talked about the, the, the power issue for Sports Illustrated quite a bit on the mm. business angle. And one of the, the people that they highlighted was Naomi Osaka. And she's, she's so famous and marketable for a variety of different reasons. But I do think there's a reemergence now of a couple uh, young ladies that could challenge her. Simone Biles is back yep. doing her thing uh, and probably going to be the, the next big uh, she's she's already a huge star but if she is if she replicates what she's done in the past at the next Olympics take it to the transfer. She, yeah. she will be in in uh, amongst the top most marketable athletes in the world. The other one is Shakari Richardson. She uh 
won the U.S. qualifier last week in the 100 meters. She blew a kiss to the sidelines. You know, she's she's gone back and forth to running with her wigs and running without her wigs, and, and she's doing all these things to increase her image. She's such an interesting one to me, though, because she's got the swagger. She's got the, the performance. But she also has gotten dinged for failing drug tests a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. So what do you think of just her sort of marketability? I, I guess at what point do you think that corporate America will get over sort of her indiscretions? Because to me, in certain sectors, she is marketing gold. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all about what story can you tell. Right. right? And we're sort of... Our brains are conditioned to be able to easily process a few different story arcs, right? And one of the story arcs we are very accustomed to processing is the, you know, the man falls in a hole story. Like life is going along pretty good, then I fall into a hole, I hit rock bottom, and then I struggle, I struggle, I struggle, and then life is great. Right. Right. That's like the hero's journey. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. easy for us to kind of put that structure, that narrative structure into, yep. into our yep. brains. And so if there's a, a story that can be told with Shikari Richardson that fits into that, like if marketers can figure out how to do that, then I think there's tremendous upside. It's And there probably is a way to do that. I'm not familiar enough with her case to necessarily sketch that out. Sure. But if there is some like core adversity to overcome mm-hmm. and then success after that adversity mm-hmm. th- then you're there if it's just a series of just you know random acts that you can't really tie together into a coherent story then it just becomes this brash person who's self-promoting and failing drug tests and performing great and then is inconsistent sure so it has to fit some na- narrative arc i think for for that particular story to compel to me there's some parallels with the angel reese story who's the young lady at lsu and you know she said hey I, I, you guys think I'm from the ghetto or whatever. I am proud to be where I'm from, and I'm proud to act the way I act. I'm proud to have the style. I think it scares some people. Shakari yeah. Richardson. I mean, she's sometimes she wears the bright yellow wig. She's got the long nails. I mean, she's not taking any prisoners, but she winks at the camera. I, I, I think it's awesome. But I think some people are like, well, this is a very powerful black woman that is filled with charisma, and I think that scares people some. I think there's definitely something there, right? A, a black woman being threatening to certain audiences, audiences that expect a certain level of decorum. We've seen this in professional sports time and time again. And so you have to applaud her for you know, being who she is and being proud of that and being in your face with it. And, and at the same time, like you can be all those things, but in sports, you also got to win. And, and right. she's winning. That's right. Right. And so to the extent that she does all this stuff and expresses her personality, if she's winning, people will get on board. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that, you know, I think there's going to be a tipping point with all of this. And I hope it tips in the way that I hope that it tips, mm-hmm. right? Like to me, in a, in a dream world, when Shikari Richardson is threatening the national and world records in the 100 meters, and then she she smashes it again, and she blows a kiss as she crosses the side. I mean, that should be a Nike commercial, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that should be, she should be getting an endorsement for that, because it's to me, it's as, as pure as competition can be. And, it, you know, if she's brash and, and whatever, so be it. That's just her. And I, I, just, I think that uh, she has a lot of potential in that area. So I, I hope that they give her uh, a chance. It's the Business Angle presented by Blackfoot Communications. Justin Angle joining us uh, here on ESPN Radio. Anything else to add? I mean, I would add one caveat, not caveat, but just one thing to be wary of, right? Like track and field has been subject to kind of 
all kinds of scandals with performance enhancing drugs. And that's the irony here, right? She got she failed a drug test, but not for any of the drugs that are helping her cheat at her sport. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so a a reality of some of the injustice here is that when you act in a way that can be threatening to power structures, you invite scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and in some ways I, I I'm with you. Like I I love the style. It's 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 compelling it's entertaining it's motivational but she's putting a target on her back no for sure and that's not the way the world should operate but in, in some instances in certain places it's wor- the way the world does operate and so that's something to pay attention to here thanks for being here man i know it's a busy week for you i'm glad you're back in the classroom it's fun it's good to be here thanks yeah. business cycle presented by blackbird communications visit goblackfoot.com Never changed, Shakari Richardson. I just think her the spectacle that she is and how entertaining she is, her bravado, how brash. I think it's awesome. I I, I hope she has great success and becomes a a, a household name and, a, and an international superstar as the uh, the Olympics come back next summer. You want us now? ESPN Radio. The Bobcats and the Grizzlies have named their captains. We also have our Grizz Star of the Week coming up, Hunter McGinnis. As soon as the Grizz are done practicing, we also have our Treasure State Stars. Whole bunch more football talk right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. One, two, three. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. Time now for our Treasure State Stars, where we highlight some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. We actually have a couple of groups highlighting today's Treasure State Stars. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. The season openers for both Montana and Montana State are quickly approaching. Coming on Saturday, Grizz host Butler, high noon. Uh, Washington Grizz and uh, the Bobcats host Utah Tech at 6 p.m. for the annual Gold Rush game. With those things coming down the pipe, those uh, debuts, both teams have captains, and there's some fun storylines uh, regarding the groups of captains. So that's where we start. Treasure State start number one, the Grizz football captains. It's a fivesome. You got two linebackers, two linemen, and uh, a stalwart defensive back. And I think it it, it uh, sums up the, the makeup of the Grizz football team pretty well. The linebackers are Levi Janicaro and Braxton Hill, a couple Montana-made guys who uh, joined the team as, as sort of underdogs who've risen to, to be great leaders and great performers as well. Both of them, I think, have all-Big Sky Conference potential. Janicaro, in, in sort of part-time duty last year, was an all-Big Sky guy. I think Braxton Hill has definitely all-Big Sky talent. Hill, of course, from Anaconda, a kid who started out as a gray shirt and then rose through the ranks and uh, now is going to be a, a starting inside linebacker for the Grizz and uh, Janicaro. Uh, of course, a Missoula Big Sky former quarterback who's uh, really made a name for himself nicely and will wear Montana's number 37 this upcoming season. The linemen, a couple transfers from Nebraska. That's been the way that the, the Grizz have tried to refortify their offensive line ranks. Another one of those offensive linemen who's also a former transfer, Hunter McGinnis, he will join us a little later on here in the show. But A.J. Forbes, a three-year starter at center, and Chris Walker, Back for his second year as a starting left tackle. Those are the offensive linemen captains for the Grizzlies. And then you got Trajan Cotton, a former Oregon State defensive back who's came to Montana and for three years, going into now his third year at Montana, he's played every single game for the Grizzlies. He's moved around the various safety spots after coming in as a corner. And he's a really interesting guy. Really, really smart dude. 
I love having him on the show. I mean, he's got two college degrees already, so he's certainly taking advantage of the free school that he's getting here uh, in Missoula at the University of Montana. So uh, good job by Trajan Cotton, and congratulations to that fivesome. For the Bobcats, you got a couple quarterbacks, a couple linebackers, uh, a tight end, and a defensive end. So six total captains for MSU. I think it shows you just uh, how unique and and, uh, different what Montana State's got going on right now with their two-quarterback system. You could argue that Tommy Mulata is one of the most famous people in Montana and that he is one of the faces of Montana State University and that he's one of the most popular players in the FCS. When you think Bobcats, I think you think about Tommy Mulata right off the bat. Yet they have another quarterback captain in Sean Chambers, a former transfer from Wyoming, and those guys have have worked in – work together and have so much success. And the dual quarterback system really is a real thing at MSU. And both those guys, great leaders for MSU as well, as is reflected in the captains. The linebackers, Danny Yulula who is uh, an outstanding uh, inside linebacker from the Seattle area, and then Nolan Askelson, who's wearing Montana State's legacy jersey number 41. He's a billing senior guy, a former class AA player of the year, and uh really fun guy to talk to himself. And then the... Uh, Next two captains for the Bobcats, Derek Snell, former uh, Gatorade player of the year from Alaska, who's a, a tight end and certainly an NFL prospect, and then Brody Greeby, Melstone, Montana's finest. Population 192, baby. He goes from uh, playing six-man to playing 11-man and round up to going to a prep school, and, and now all of a sudden he's going into his second year as a starter, uh, a returning all-conference player there uh, for the Bobcats. So uh, some great captains uh, across the board for, for each of these, uh, these programs. Chris, uh, or uh, excuse me, our Treasure State star number three, the Grizz soccer team. How about the uh, the show they put on on Sunday? Not only just tying a Big Ten school in Ohio State, that's impressive in itself, but to promote the game like it, they did and to, then to host it and to have a, a record-setting almost 2,000 people uh, in the stands, uh, pretty darn cool uh, for um, University of Montana in general and, and Grizz soccer in general as well. How about a couple of high school standouts? We gave away our first player of the week. Um, courtesy of Vertical Rays. And Peyton Oakley, the quarterback at Billings Senior, was our choice. Uh, He would have landed on Treasure State Stars if it wasn't for that award. We'll try to keep those a little separate. We'll also probably be doing Treasure State Stars in hour number two here quite a bit now on this Tuesday if you're used to it in hour number one. Uh, We might shift that, or or maybe we'll see when Pete Hamill, our our Vertical Rays contributor, is available. But either way, uh, Peyton Oakley probably would have been a Treasure State Star if he wasn't our Player of the Week. But a couple other guys who were certainly in the mix, Carter Dalkey, a receiver from Bozeman Gallatin. He had five catches, 122 yards, and two touchdowns as Gallatin beat defending state champ Helena Capital. And then uh, Casco Cachia, Grizz football commit. He scored a couple touchdowns for Glacier, and they rolled past Great Falls High, 44 to nothing. And then our third prep uh, football Treasure State star, Grady Walker. He's also an incoming Grizz recruit who's a senior at Missoula Sentinel, and he had a, a pick against Billy Skyview that helped Sentinel turn the tide and uh, then roll to a 50-12 to victory. Uh, so a lot of good performances right out the gates at the AA level and across the board. And uh, congratulations to all the players out there that got their high school football seasons underway this last Friday night. Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place to get a loan in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. 
A big shout-out to Shine Auto Detailing. They were just awarded the best detail shop in Missoula again, and it's no surprise. They have more than 225-star reviews. That's more reviews than all the other detail shops combined. Shine Auto Detailing celebrating by giving the next three callers a free $50 gift card. You don't call us, though. You call them. Call Shine Auto Detailing, 406-207-3599. That's 207-3599. And if you call right now, you're going to get 50 bucks towards your auto detailing at Shine Auto Detailing, 406-207-3599. Shine Auto Detailing. Call now. The Grizz offensive line is, has a lot of uh, expectation, high expectation this year. We've talked about it pretty much ad nauseum here on Nuanas now for the last couple of years, but now they have multiple, multiple year starters who are also upperclassmen, if not seniors. A couple of the captains from the Grizz are on the offensive line. But the guy I think is the most talented offensive lineman at the University of Montana right now is Hunter McGinnis. He's a returning first-team All-League player, and I think that uh, if things go well for him during his senior year here, uh, he will be uh, one of the uh, the top NFL prospects coming out of the Big Sky Conference this next year. He's our Grizz Star of the Week. He'll join us next from post-Grizz football practice. Keep it right here. On us now, ESPN Radio. Can't believe I missed these guys in Great Falls. Some people have a hard time believing that uh, that I love Three Doors Down, but I just love them. And I can't believe they were in Montana. I didn't even know until after it happened. Welcome back. Who on is now? ESPN Radio. Uh, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you to the ESPN MT studio. We are efforting uh, Grizz senior offensive lineman Hunter McGinnis, but the Grizz are still rolling through practice. So uh, we only have a few minutes here left, probably about 11 or so. And uh, so if we can get to Hunter, we will. If not, we'll still talk to him. And uh, then we'll play that for you. Later on uh, in the week. Another PSA for you. We'll be coming to you live from 9.30 till 11 a.m. on Saturday for our first ESPN College game day. The Grizz kick at noon. Uh, we're moving it up a little bit because we, usually we go till half an hour before kickoff. But just observing the, the sort of ebbs and flows of everything, I think a great deal of you that are listening to the radio, ESPN radio in western Montana, you're not in your cars anymore, really. You can certainly play the show at your tailgate. We hope you do. And I, I wish that, that more people would spread the word on that as well, that we are on breaking down the Grizz opponents and stuff. But mostly, we, we, we're aware. So many of you are listening on the radio when you're driving around in your cars. Well, a lot of times, you're probably getting down to uh, the, the game area an hour or more in advance. So we're going to be on from two and a half hours up until an hour before kickoff. And then we'll have a, a little bit better of a time getting into the stadium as well. Um, so that's that's the reschedule for you. We'll be on the air from 9.30 till 11, leading up to Montana's noon game uh, against Butler. On that note, time now for our Grizz Star of the Week. Our Grizz Star of the Week is presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law has more than 30 years of legal experience. Paul Ryan and Angie Miller approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures the top-notch attorneys are always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to get the clients the justice they deserve. We go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. 
a senior offensive lineman for the University of Montana, and this week's uh, Grizz that we are highlighting, it's Hunter McGinnis, a preseason All-League pick and a guy who's a returning first-team All-League player. Hunter, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Great. How are you guys doing? Good, man. For, uh, thanks for taking a minute for us. Uh, first of all, it's game week and, and school's going now. I was on campus earlier today. You can feel the buzz for sure. So as a, from a player's perspective, especially a guy that's entering your last year of college football, what's this week like for you? How does it feel to, to know you have an opponent to prepare for for the first time in a while? Oh, I mean, it's always exciting going up against another opponent, um, you know, another chance for us to really get out there and showcase our talents and, you know, and just compete. You know, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing for all of us here. We just want to, you know, just compete. Well, that's one thing that seems that every guy on the Grizz that I talk to, they all echo the same thing. Love competition, love playing football. How important is that just the way you guys operate? Because you guys practice so hard, you train so hard. How much does a love for the game and love and competition help you just make it through all the trials you guys have during the offseason? Well, I mean, competition is key here. Uh, that's what runs this program. That's what fuels this program. Um, if we don't have any competition within our players, how are we going to get better? So, um, you, know, I, you know, I compete with Alex Gubner every day. I compete with Levi Janicaro, Kale Edwards, you know, all these other guys. And then just even during, uh, you know, individual drills with our position groups, you know, we got Chris, uh, Chris Walker, uh, AJ Forbes, and we're always trying to compete against each other and making sure that we're, we're always pushing each other to be better. So competition uh, kind of runs this program. Absolutely. Uh, always fun watching you guys practice. I love when fall camp run, rolls around because it's so entertaining. You guys got so much going on. There's so many different things to watch. So uh, certainly fun. W- what did you take away from fall camp? I mean, where did you see uh, both the offensive line and, and the team improve? What sort of strides do you think you guys made these last couple weeks? Um, you know, I think we just really got back into football shape. Um, you know, you can get in, you can lift all the weights and run all you want during during summer, but nothing's like playing football. In, in 90 degree weather in Missoula, especially with Coach Howe down your back. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun, though. It's definitely hard work, and it prepares us for the games and it prepares us for the rest of the season. So, uh, Coach Howe does a really good job here with this program, making sure that fall camp's tough, and that's the way it should be so then the season and games become easy. Hunter McGinnis joining us here on Nuanas. Now he's our Grizz Star of the Week, senior offensive lineman uh, at the University of Montana. Tell us more just about your unit. A, a lot of conversation about it. Certainly you guys have some veteran players, including fellow seniors like A.J. Forbes and Chris Walker playing on either side of you. How do you think you guys have progressed as a unit, and what do you hope defines the, the Grizz offensive line this year? Um, you know, we, we really just try to make sure that we're on the same page as communication. Um, you know, we all have our individual strengths and weaknesses, and we're always trying to improve on our strengths and weaknesses as a whole. Um, so... You know, during fall camp and during summer and during spring ball, we were always trying to work on, you know, our sets or our footwork, hand placement, head placement, all the good stuff that offensive linemen need. And, um, you know, it's been very beneficial for these two guys to come back um, and for myself to come back, too. And, you know, you can't forget about Journey and, uh, and Brandon Casey on the right side, too. You know, we got all five guys returning. It helps us with the camaraderie and, uh, you know, it just makes a whole unit better. Well, you led me right to it because I did want to ask you about Journey Grimsrud, a great story. A kid from small town Montana from Huntley Project comes in as a defensive lineman, uh, but then makes the transition to offensive line. And towards the end of last year, he breaks in the starting lineup and had a great stretch run for you guys. So where do you think he's improved to, to sort of make these strides and burst into that starting unit? Well, I mean, he's, he's always improving um, by asking questions. Um, he's always in my ear or AJ's ear and Casey's or Chris's or coaches. And he's, he's always in somebody's ear trying to get better, trying to learn, making sure they can try to perfect his craft. 
Um, and I applaud him for that. You know, it, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to do that, um, especially as a younger guy coming in. Um, being this is your first year playing offensive line since high school, you know, so he's, he's done a really good job of coming in and, you know, just trying to improve, um, you know, mindset-wise. And then on the field, too, I mean, he, he's always been a hard worker. And, you know, uh, my first year in 2021, he was on the scout D-line, and he was always giving me fits and problems. So I'm just happy I, he's, on the, he's on my right side, so. Speaking of young guys that are on the come up, Hunter McGinnis joining us here on Nuana is now ESPN Radio, a senior for the Grizz. Uh, one guy that I know Coach Alk has highlighted a little bit uh, in terms of his massive improvements is Noah Cashmitter. And you mentioned you battle against Governor Alex Governor, the All-American defensive tackle there for the Grizz. But Cashmitter, uh, he's he's played his way up quite a bit this offseason. So where, what sort of strides do you, have you seen him make, and what sort of matchup is he? Well, I call Noah Cashman our little firecracker. That dude's a little, uh, <laughs> he's a little ball of fire. That dude, uh, he comes off the ball hard, hits you hard, uses his hands well, um, and his motor is nonstop. Um, and that's what we preach on defense, you know. Um, we always do this, uh, this drill to make sure that our, you know, our pursuit angles are good and um, for the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, he's, he's always pushing and making it hard. So um, I applaud Noah Cashman for coming in and doing, doing his thing and, you know, really improving this fall camp and, you know, all the way back to, the last fall camp too because he got a little bit of playing time at the end of the year last year so um i i, I applaud him and he's always going to be a uh, a hard worker how about for you you come in as a transfer from washington state but now you've been in missoula for a couple years what, what, what's what's been your favorite parts about this transition and uh, how's it been i mean what, what do you think of life in missoula um honestly it's, it's it was uh, it was a little rough at first i didn't know too many people except for uh nash Fouch. um he was the only person that i knew so um, coming in, it was kind of tough, a little transition, but um, over the summer I met a whole bunch of good guys, with Colin Beaver and Dylan Cookie and uh, Moses Mallory and, you know, A.J. Forbes was here too. So, um, And then Cam Humphrey, he kind of brought me into open arms too. So it was, uh, it was a good transition. And then, you know, since I've been here, I've, I've, I've loved every second of it. Um, you know, I, I try to get out as, as much as I can, but, um, you know, with football and school kind of occupying the, the main source of my time, I, I just try to, you know, keep it easy and keep it breezy. So. Hunter McGinnis here, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Ryan and Miller Lie. And you mentioned Dylan Cook. Big news for the big man today. Came out that uh, he made the active roster for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm sure all you guys that played with them uh, thrilled. And what a story. A kid from Butte, Montana, who then goes to the NAIA to play quarterback. He comes down to Montana as a walk-on and uh, picks up the offensive line pretty darn quick. And now he's in the league. So uh, just your reaction, Hunter, to, to Dylan Cook making the, the active roster for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I saw it right before I went out to practice. I was just checking on uh, the other Montana guys. It's just that. I know he was playing well, and I'm just happy to succeed. Absolutely. Uh, last couple of things for you. Uh, tell us about Butler. I know you're only a couple days into prep for him, but uh, what do you think of the opponent, and what do you think of just having a, a season opener there at Washington Grizz? Um, yeah, they're they're a good opponent. They're a good team. Um, I think their their record, you know, displayed that last year. And then on top of that, too, you know, they have a really sound fundamental defense. Um, it's going to be hard to beat these guys. And, you know, they have a lot of returning players and a lot of guys with, you know, experience make it more difficult for us. So it'll be fun getting in front of uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium and you know having a uh, having a home game. So looking forward. To it. And last thing for you, then your your goals and expectations here for your senior year. Well, what do you hope? Uh, how do you, how do you hope it all plays out? Well, starts by every week, just winning each game, uh, preparing and not failing to prepare. So, 
um, for, for us as a team, just going in every week, like a new week, you got to go 1-0. That's all I really care about. That's what this program cares about, just going 1-0 each week. There you go, Hunter McGinnis, our good star of the week. Thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it. All right, thank you. There you go. I think he's one of the best in the league, and uh, I think he'll be a key cog if Montana's to have a good run yet again this year. Chris Star of the Week presented by Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Ryan and Miller, the firm, is dedicated to providing their clients with the best representation. Paul Ryan and Angie Miller work as a team to provide one-of-a-kind legal services for each of their clients. The law firm works hard to ensure their clients get the compensation they deserve after being in a car accident. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. We will be back at it tomorrow. Jam-packed lineup again. Sam Herter, Keaton Gologli, Riley Corcoran, and a bunch more. We'll see you then. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just want to make sure – uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.